Alright, what's up, Bragger League? I got your boy, uh, Jesse Gibbons here. What up, Braggers? And, uh, Mr. Logan Grubbs. Yeah. Uh, hey, boys, we're coming at you with uh, another live pod here that when you hear it, it's not live. Um, but, uh, we're gonna do this one short and sweet. Um, I'm just gonna cover some matchups, talk some trades, and then just some general fantasy talk, uh, I suppose. So, um, before we get going into that, as a commissioner, uh, look, fellas, I really do appreciate y'all's patience and kind of the, uh, you know, wrestling through this COVID situation. I appreciate you guys being diligent, staying on top of it, um, even when I may miss it. So, with that being said, let's get right into the matchups. So, we'll start here with, uh, we'll just start at the top of the list, and looks like Josie and I are up, up top. Uh, Jose looks like I finally, uh, Knocked you off uh, your high horse. How you feel? You did. You did. Um, well, I mean, there's nobody that I want to lose to, but I mean, I guess if it's got to be somebody, it might as well be the commissioner. You know, um, I was I was afraid for a little while that I was going to lose and perform poorly. You know, I, I'd at least like to perform well in a loss, and I uh, was able to get get some points from Johnu tonight to to make the the loss a little more respectable. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was a good matchup. And you just beat me this week. Yeah, and I, I got to say... yes, I do have to feel good about that. Yeah, yeah, got to feel good about that. Uh, I will say this, fellas, like, me sticking it to Josie this week, this one was for y'all, so... What, what? Whoa, 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 is there collusion going on? No, no, no collusion, but the whole league was starting to think you were going to run away with this sucker. Um, yeah, great matchup, finally, finally had the team do a little work, um... As you were pointing out earlier before the pod, I had about four players that scored their most points in the season. Uh, so I definitely felt good about that. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, all right, let's move down to uh, Dink and Flicka versus Boner Chip. Quite the blowout here. Our man Jonathan Gary, great man of the cloth, uh, sticking it to the Boner Champ, which sounds... <laughs> Can you Sa- say that? Sounds appropriate. Blowing out the boner <laughs> champ, sticking it to him, whatever you want to go with, Vinny. I don't know. No one else listens to this, so I think it's a pretty safe space, I believe. Um, so so a late-minute a late minute COVID swap by our boy, uh, Mr. Jonathan Geary, tossing in Teddy Bridgewater, um, getting him a solid 20 points. Uh, pretty pretty balanced week. Nobody really blowing out, um, you know, blowing out the points there for him. Uh, on the flip side... Josh kind of kind of had a tough week. 68's quite a low score. He's definitely um, feeling the the Lamar Jackson pain. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear the uh, airplane flying over, but I'm sure they can hear that. It's quality podcasting. Yeah, we got some, got some good audio. Excellent. Yeah, thanks, Camp Shelby. Um, so Grubbs, what? So I know we've mentioned Lamar Jackson a couple of times. Like, wh- is there? Is there reason for Josh to be concerned, or is he Q, is he top top two QB? We just ride. I mean, there's reason to be concerned because in a lot of these games, you know, they're you know smoking their opponents like they did, uh, you know, at Houston game two. Then this week, Cincinnati didn't get on the board till like three minutes left in the fourth. So you expect in a blowout matchup for for most of the points to be flowing through Lamar Jackson. It's just not happening. This game was a defensive game for Baltimore where they scored two defensive touchdowns. So when he doesn't have to put his foot on the gas, he's not had to had to really, you know, um, 
pour on the points like he did last year just because the team is just do they've done so well against everybody except for Kansas City and Kansas City kind of kind of exposed them so yeah there's reason for concern it's I mean you know if if all of the other quarterbacks uh like that's an exaggeration but if half the other quarterbacks in the fantasy league weren't doing so incredibly well if you didn't have Russell Wilson on, on a historic pace if you didn't have Josh Allen up until t- 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 uh, this last game he, he didn't perform incredibly well but you know he's been on an MVP pace like if you didn't have so many Kyler Kyler Murray's been putting up huge points uh, Dak before he got hurt was putting up huge points so if you didn't have all these other quarterbacks pouring on huge points you'd go well you know Lamar will turn it around and it'll be fine but it's just I mean it's it's a big disappointment for what Josh T paid at the draft for him yeah so, I agree and 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 I think he'll be fine, but I don't know how I don't know how he'll be in comparison to the rest of those where you go you actually have a leg up, which That's is right. what you want from him. That's and right. Need from him. Yeah, when you draft Jackson, you're definitely drafting to have some roster advantage. Right. Um, so uh, moving a little bit on down, Chris Carson obviously had a great game. So big news of the of the day: the Jets have released Le'Veon Bell. Um, what are what what are the pods' thoughts about this release? Bold move by Adam Gase. Another, well, I mean, another it, example of his excellent leadership. He's had problems with Gase ever since he's got there, and as we see, every every player that leaves Adam Gase all of a sudden becomes a fantasy superstar. So maybe that'll that'll happen with Lev Bell, but it really just all depends on where he lands. Someone will, is going to sign him, mm-hmm. and the and the question is if he's in a split backfield in a bad team, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then what? then he's not gained anything. In fact, he's lost. Right. Because at least with the Jets, he was going to have a full-time role and get the lion's share of the carries. But that's just not guaranteed. It just depends on where he lands. Yeah. Um, and so, and he'll have to learn an offense. So that'll take a couple weeks to get integrated. It's just not an ideal situation. Yeah. Um, maybe over the second half of the year, though, he could turn it around. But it's just, it, it's all up in the air at the moment. Yeah. Certainly. I, I definitely always liked Lev Bell just as a as a player. He's always been kind of fun to watch. and Really hated to you know, just I hated the way it ended with Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of personally, I would have loved to have seen Pittsburgh like pay up like we've seen other teams do, but chose not to, and he ended up with Adam Gase. And where, where fantasy ruined, dreams go to die, might have ruined his career. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so JT definitely not feeling good about his sixty-eight point one this week. <laughs> um, Moving down to Adam's football team and Aunt Pam's Revenge. So this was a great matchup, actually. Stephen A., great friend of the show, and Grubsy here, really put up a lot of points against each other. Um, looked like uh, Aunt Pam had, had quite a chance um, to bring this home. Grubbs, what you feeling just about the overall performance of your team? Oh, it's fine. You know, that, it, it was a fine week, not good enough to beat Stephen A. You know, I... I his his ancillary players, not his core players, but like Daryl Henderson and David Montgomery and his kicker, Young Hui Hu. Uh, all, all of his all of his weaker players all came out of the gate so hot and all of his stud players played on the late slate. And so once once we got to about three PM and the, the next games were kicking off, I was like, I can't avoid monster performances from Metcalf, Thielen, Camara um, Kittle, I'm like, I just can't dodge that many landmines to keep his his score, you know, at a reasonable pace. I knew he was gonna have a big week, and he did. So, yeah. I mean, it was pretty predictable uh, from the word go that no matter how many points I was scoring, it just felt like I was in trouble. Yeah, it definitely was a bad omen watching David Montgomery getting the end zone on Thursday. 
well, against Tampa Bay, he hadn't scored all year, and Tampa Bay hadn't allowed a rushing touchdown all year, and he got that that cheap cheap rushing touchdown to to give him to say salvage his day. And I was like, this isn't a good start to my week. So yeah, there was a point uh, in that Minnesota Seattle game where, like, uh, I'm sure your dreams got crushed when like Thielen and Metcalf went. It's the third quarter. Swap, I swaps touchdowns back and forth. No, it was it was one after another. And, of course, I'm wanting Lockett to get some of that action, and he's not getting anything, and Metcalf is just going nuts. Yeah. So definitely have a new number one receiver in, in Seattle this year. Yeah, that that's one that I've definitely missed. I think I think we were talking about uh, – who are we talking about? Um, maybe Calvin Ridley as a top five receiver, and I think I put Lockett above him. I want to switch that to coming him. off a three touchdown game. It felt good, didn't it? A little recency to, bias. I want to. I want to turn that to uh, DK Metcalf. Get up. Get up. You can up. swap it. Probably we'll, a safer bet there. We'll allow it. So I'll give props to to Steven on this because we were looking earlier, and you know he didn't draft Metcalf, and so that Metcalf was picked up by Gary in the draft, and then traded to Brett. Obviously, he didn't stay there long. No, nobody does, and yeah. so. Steven was able to make a trade for Metcalf and Montgomery, and short of that, he probably doesn't win this week. You know, I mean, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire put up eight points this week, and that was part of that trade that he gave away. And so, big swing for for Steven. So, yes, he had a fantastic draft. Um, thank you, Maxon. But uh, Steven made a great trade that it's proving to pay dividends. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's move on here, and let's move to uh, new team name of the week. I hate Brandon Cooks versus the Nard Dogs. Seems like uh, we have a lot of animosity towards Brandon Cooks here. Um, so just ru- running down, it's actually a really, really tight matchup. Looks like lost by just over two points. Um, Pat Mahomes dropping 30 uh, definitely adds to it. Zeke Elliott with 22. Literally two players are half his points. Um, so Stu Hinton's got to feel good about that performance. Um, J-Ball, on the other hand, I think we have a baby monitor making racket. Sorry. <laughs> so, sorry, Phyllis. Uh, great podcast. Uh, great podcast. Got yeah. planes. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> Told you this is going to be a quick one. Uh, J-Ball, on the other hand, um, Kelsey with the big game, um, really underperformance, though. I, I, there's certainly a little disappointment there uh, across the board. It looks like Deshaun Watson may have found a groove. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, he, he had a good game. Jacksonville's defense was completely decimated with injuries, and they were bad to begin with. So he, he was a pretty obvious smash spot at home versus Jacksonville, and he delivered, which is what you want to see. Um, you know, unfortunately it was to, to Brandon Cooks, who uh, Stu Hinton had just dropped off of his roster. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, I think I think what was what was really painful too is you know, um, Justin started San Fran's D, who got him negative one, and if you know hindsight's twenty twenty, if he had started even the Chargers D in a rough matchup against at New Orleans, he'd have won the matchup. So it's just you always hate when your D goes negative and you end up losing by two points because you just mm-hmm. think what what could have been. But it was not an unreasonable start against you know the 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 turnover prone 
Fitz magic turning to Fitz tragic can happen in a hurry. Hey, d- so. d- hey, you keep that juju out of here. <laughs> I'm I'm trotting him out there every week, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it was rough though. I mean, poor Justin's had literally every matchup I think this year come down to Monday Night Football. Like everyone, even the one he won against me, his sole win on the year. Is that a sole win or does he have two wins? No, I think he's got one. One win. His, even his sole win against me came down to came down to Monday night when uh, James Conner went out in the first quarter. And I just needed a couple more points to, to win. So, I mean, like, literally, he sweat every single one. Um, it's just, you know, he needed Singletary to just get to five points, and he only got three tonight. So, I feel for J-Ball because I know that it's tough to lose those close ones over and over. Yeah. I mean, he's just a few points from being, you know, four and one instead yeah. of one and four. Right. So, we hate to see it, J-Ball. <clears throat> All right, moving along, uh, let's move to uh, – we've got Brett and Shrewd Farms here. Uh, Wolf.com, uh, really coming out coming out strong. Uh, I think dropping dropping 130. Um, a strong week across the board, except for uh, Scotty Miller. Uh, looks like dropped a bagel on Thursday. Uh, interesting start. I, you know, you, Brett's team's been so strong all year. It's really surprising that he's in that big of a hole at wide receiver. I would say. Well, I mean, he started he started Henry Ruggs and Brandon Cooks this week, who were, you know, Ruggs I think had three catches and was coming off of the injury, and I Cooks was coming Ruggs off had of two catches, two catches, yeah, three targets. Just happened to be for a long bomb. That's right. And Cooks, he started Brandon Cooks in a matchup where, literally, Brandon Cooks got zero points the week before. So I mean, it was desperation mode for him to be starting these players in his roster, and of course they panned out because Brett knows how to pick them. Yeah, no kidding. Studio, uh, let's pour one out for Dak Prescott here. Let's take a moment of silence. Look. All right, the moment's over. It was brutal. It was I mean, brutal. It was brutal. It was tough to watch, man. It was brutal. Even 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 Stu Hinton, with with his poop picture from the Egg Bowl, ready to send at a moment's notice. I think even Stu Hinton felt a little little queasy to his stomach watching that and feeling bad for old Dak. Mm. So. Hinton, when you listen to this and you're always the first to check out the pod, just drop us a little note in the group chat and let us know what you felt when when Dak went down. We want to know. Yeah, the, the people the people need to hear your voice. They're asking for it. Seems like that could be a Hamilton line. Um, yeah, t- tough week for Studale. Um, he's he, thankfully he's got some reinforcements coming. He's got Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams coming back next week, so pass their by should be a. Should be smooth sailing for um, yep. Studell. Actually, Studell, we actually looked ahead at your schedule too, and you. No disrespect to the rest of the league, but you do play the bottom of the league coming up. I think you play the bottom four teams your next four weeks. So, we're look, look looking to you to climb the standings, and if you don't, then that one's on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and let's move down to the pillow fight of the week. Uh, we got uh, old chocolate vanilla versus uh, Mrs. Commissioner here. Uh, very much uh, not a ton to look at. Matt Ryan with only seven from T. Reed. Uh, and then uh, Schultz, uh, of course, with the injury, uh, got practically nothing. Wide receivers didn't do a whole lot. Running backs didn't do a whole lot. Um, the bright spot, though, kicker defense combined for 24. So, got to feel good about that. Got to feel good about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, on Shelby's side, losing losing Deontay Johnson really hurts. I, I think I think he's going to be okay though. I think it was just mostly just she'll be benching him for Julio Jones next week. Yeah, 
she's make no mistake Shelby Jones is still righteously angry about her team but uh, she did get AJ Brown back tonight and he delivered with a touchdown I think Tannehill's first second pass his first pass was interception so, I mean no 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 Tannehill's first pass Josh Allen threw a pass throwing it pick first play gotcha um, so Shelby's definitely feeling good there. Josh Jacobs delivered a big performance. Jonathan Taylor. So really like the heart of her team were those running backs, and they performed this week. So um, definitely a good spot for her. Yeah, freaking T. Higgins. Don't even get me started on that bull crap. All right, that's going to do it for matchups of the week. Um, great week. Um, do, uh, Have do you ever said it's a bad week? Ben? No. Uh-uh. It's I always couldn't. a great week, right? Yeah, I couldn't. Glass half full. Got it. I like it. I like the spin. It's just how I am most of the time. Uh, so let's move into uh, – let's do a little bit of trade talks. We've had some trades recently, and just kind of want to – let's just chat it out here a little bit and kind of kind of talk through it. So let's start with me and me and Brett kind of happened last week on the on the old trade debacle, which – well, first of all, hold on, pause. Let's pause this podcast for a second. I can do this. Um, fellas, look, if you make a trade with an empty roster spot, please pay attention. <laughs> So that I don't have to turn around and force a trade through again. Like, just pay attention. Like, that's all. If you need to redo the trade because you've got too many players on your team, like, let's just redo it, right? Let's just let's just spend spend a little bit more effort there, and just. Is this directed at Brett McIntyre? I mean, or if are we directing this at one person, or has this happened multiple times this year? Or is this the first? Uh, it's happened multiple times in this league for sure, a hundred percent. And it did happen earlier in this league when uh, uh, it was it was Stu Hinton and Brett traded. Um, Brett traded Brandon Cooks and Devin Singletary <laughs> to get uh, to get Diggs. That's what it was. And, so, and I think freaking Stu Hinton. That was like before the season started. That's right. Yeah, Brett so, put someone on IR. No, and no, I added somebody. No, I think Stu Hinton did. <laughs> That's why I didn't go through it. So got a bull crap like that. Anyway, not a huge deal, but just pay attention to stuff. So let's start with uh, so Brett and I. So Brett and I made a trade last week. Um, obviously, um, so the trade was Kareem Hunt, uh, Henry Ruggs, Tyler Higby for Jarek McKinnon and Calvin Ridley. So uh, the move there was to get. Uh, Kareem Hunt off. I had some RB depth and ended up acquiring a good top tier wide receiver. So I, f- I felt good about it. Um, as it turns out, uh, both Hunt and Ruggs had great weeks, but so did Ridley. So Ridley saw, I think, 13 targets, 10 catches, 130 yards. Right. So that's the kind of performance you're looking for from your from your top end wide receiver. So all in all, a good trade. Um, I think for both sides. Um, what do you get? What are your guys' thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it looked looked balanced on both sides. It looked like it filled filled the need for for both teams. I didn't didn't think it was weighted one side or the other. So looked good. I think it all boils down to what Kareem Hunt's role is going to be for the rest of the year. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's interesting. I was real curious to see if if Hunt would be like a bell cow or if they would use Dernest Johnson, D. Ernest Johnson, um, in Keel, in Keel, uh, as as much as they used Hunt. Um, Hunt still got plenty of touches and out-touched him by quite a bit. So, um, nonetheless, Hunt's a guy you're never going to bench. And so, I think uh, I think it was a great move there. And then, of course, I got the wide receiver that I desperately needed. Um, so, good, good trade, Brett. Happy doing business with you. 
All right, let's move to the next trade. We got one between J Ball and Stuart Hinton. So this one uh, interesting as well. So Stinton gives up Singletary and James Robinson uh, to get Keenan Allen and Kenyon Drake. Uh, so Grubbs, why don't you take the lead on this one? Uh, you know that scene in in um, the last, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade when when he's in when he's he's choosing the the, the goblet at the end. And, and the bad guy has chosen poorly, and he just turns into complete dust in front of your eyes, and the gray hair shoots out of the back of his head, and you're just like, it, it's it's the scariest it's moment. Great cinematography. Great cinematography. Is is that the one where the little kid's like, Indy? No, okay, that would be the second one. That would be Temple of Doom. This is the Wrong third movie. one, Last Crusade. Oh, sorry. Um, Anyway, the guy turns to complete dust is the point. And uh, I could say the same for Kenyon Drake. I think I, watch, I think I watched him turn into complete dust. Despite scoring a touchdown this week, uh, he just looks dusty AF. Um, and, uh, what an and, adjective. And so, and so, what I would have never said before the season started, a Jacksonville Jaguars undrafted free agent running back by the name of James Robinson looks like the far better play moving forward to me. Uh, we'll see what happens to Chase Edmonds if he gets more play. But, uh, I mean, that's that's the problem with the trade is that is that – Hinton should have asked for Chase Edmonds the handcuff, yeah, so that he could have so that he could have had that handcuff. But now J Ball still has him. So anyway, um, I, I mean, all in all, Keenan Allen can totally change that over. And Devin Singletary did not uh, in this in this game uh, take over the backfield the way he could have and eliminated Zach Moss from the competition. So by by leaving that door open, that can still that can still sway in uh, in his favor. So yeah. And I know James Robinson didn't really have a hot week this week, but my man has looked incredible. No yeah. doubt. He's still getting like 95% of the running back touches, which right. I, which is what I didn't think would happen. I right. thought Divine Zigbo or uh, Agumba Wale, like yeah. I thought one of those guys was going to start getting some play yeah. and it was going to become a 60-40 backfield and a, right. on a bad offense. And it right. just hasn't happened. Like they're yeah. giving him like Christian McCaffrey workload. Right, yeah. So I think was was Agumba Wally not the pass guy, like why Tampa really liked him? Is was the he blocked well, that's why Rojo got missed out on so much time. Yeah. Yeah. Something hold like on, that. wait, is it uh hold on, is it Agumba Wally that's there or am I am I mixing my backfields? No, I th- I think it is. He got cut there for yeah. for Keyshawn Vaughn. I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Dare Ogunba Wale. I think that's him. Yeah. Uh yeah, I do. I do the the handcuff thing, the Chase Edmonds thing is, is interesting. So uh, whenever I saw the trade, I actually went back and looked at, to see if like like J Ball had had acquired Drake and then moved him, and I and I thought like how did he get Edmonds, you know, or whatever. But actually, uh, J Ball drafted Edmonds. That's right. So he's kind of been on him for a while. So uh, interesting trade. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, Keenan Allen could be great. Um, and then the last one. <laughs> that happened recently. Uh, Stephen A., great friend of the show, and uh, our man Josh Thompson decided to make a make a one for one swap here. Uh, Stephen A. gave up Jerry Judy, best route runner in the rookie class, for James White, um, who tragically lost his dad not too long ago. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> totally unrelated. Um, but uh, but yeah, just kind of a straight up trade. Um, not sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like some of the trades in the league, I'm not sure why they happened, but it did. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> um, any, any more thoughts on the trades? No, I don't. I'm not classified to speak on that trade. I, I, because I, I feel like James White doesn't have much upside in a standard league. 
Um, and uh, and I feel like Judy still does. So I feel like Stephen A. got the raw end of that deal. But then at the same time, I uh, I traded Jamison Crowder to Justin Russell because I thought he had no upside, and he's just pouring on 100-point games for the Jets. <laughs> I mean, 100-yard games for the Jets, like left and right. So what That's do right. I know? So, in other words, you do your thing, Stephen A., because I don't know squat. Yeah, speaking of that, like Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco. Flacco for Flacco is just going nuts for Jamison Crowder in the slot. (laughs) Adam Gase may not be able to produce any relevant, viable fantasy player in his whole system, but by golly, Jamison Crowder is going to get 13 targets a week. Feed that man. Actually, uh, J Ball and I were chatting trades to a certain extent. not, right right before the deadline last week, trying to interest in some sort of Deshaun Watson move, and I told him I need a receiver, and I was like, uh, I really I really like uh, Jamison Crowder, but <laughs> seeming as he was the only guy you had in your lineup, I guess you like him too, <laughs> and and I guess for good reason. I guess we we're both right there. So good good hold, J Ball. No doubt, things are looking up for you. I Although think. I feel like I feel like for a guy who clearly a commissioner who really does like Jamison Crowder, and I owned him in another league, and he offered me for him. The, in our other league, uh, Ben offered me for Jamison Crowder. Uh, is that right, or was that in this league? Did you offer him? You off- the, oh, it's Jeff Wilson Jr. for Crowder I in the other that, league, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He offered me. Oh, yeah. He offered me for J- Jamison Crowder in the other league. So clearly, Ben is not lying when the, in the fact that he says he likes him. But you know what the problem with Grubbs' draft was? He didn't have a wide receiver three. Like that was his problem. At, at, at coming out, that was the post draft grade was he got no wide receiver three. And that was why my team was supposedly sucky. And you know who I had starting? Jamison frickin' Crowder. So, suck on that, Benny J. Look, I, I, as as recorded on this podcast, I have a lot of cold takes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're cold takes against your own takes is the problem. They're inconsistent. Look, I just get under a lot of pressure. You know, the pod's going and this is all getting recorded. And, you know, I just, you know, sometimes you don't feel good about what you say. You just say stuff. <laughs> Just feel, just feel an empty air, I guess. <laughs> That's really what it is. <laughs> Got to feel good about that. <laughs> Look, I feel good about uh, some dead air. Uh, all right, well... Uh, Boy, do you. Ha- <laughs> uh, how about some buy sell? I, th- I think we got a couple of buy sells. And then... oh, you know, I actually, actually have to look those up to figure out what I'm going to say for a buy sell, so vamp for one second. So wh- while you look that up... Hit us with something, Joe. Benny, you can walk us through this. I, I talked to uh, Mrs. Mrs. Commissioner recently, and it seemed like she might be a little salty about... Uh, some reverse reverse favoritism <laughs> oh seems like she might have asked you to you know push a player through or something and uh kind of was the, of the opinion that you might would do that for someone who she who you were not married to what, what's your take on that okay all right so let's we need the full details here yeah i need right. some background on this for sure F- full details are it's it's sunday we went to the early service came home i tossed some ribs on the smoker and uh Shelby's, you know, working through some lineup decisions or whatever. And uh, she's like, I'm going to drop Keelan Cole. Cool. Well, what she didn't calculate was that she did not realize because Julio Jones was out, she can move Julio Jones to her IR spot and then just add a player instead of dropping somebody. And so when, when she dropped Keelan Cole, moved Julio to her IR spot, she suddenly realized she had an open spot. And so she immediately comes and says, hey, can you, can you switch him and put him back on my team? And I was like, babe, I cannot do that. <laughs> like, that is like the definition of collusion. And I was like, I, I, it's like, I just can't. And so 
um, some some words some words were said. There may have been some offerings, and as you know, Keelan Cole is currently on the waivers. So her text was no bluff. In other words, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, oh, no, it was it was real deal. <laughs> oh my gosh, that gives that text context so much. better. oh my gosh, it's incredible. Oh, I, I thought died she was when just I making read, a joke. I died when I read it because I, I already had the backstory. <laughs> no, no. It was oh, no. real talk. Oh, wow, no. I love propositioning so, for fantasy. That is fantastic. So I'm a man of integrity. So I think. real talk, would would he you have done that? <laughs> would you have done that, say, if let's say Justin calls you and says, Hey, I accidentally dropped somebody, didn't realize moving my IR. Is it a, is that across the board or is it just to make sure you're not accused of collusion here? Interesting. Yeah, great question. So uh so I still think I would I would want to hold hold true to it. Like if you drop them, like if you make the decision consciously, the the difference in the key difference in what you just said and what Shelby did is that Shelby like consciously made the drop and then realized it. So like it wasn't a you know a a mistake. It was a hey I'm making this conscious decision. So um, she just didn't have all the facts apparently. She just she just didn't she just didn't know that she could do that. So, but I, but I, but I think though, like it, it needs to hold, like to make like those kind of decisions, it, it's just hard. We get into a lot of, a lot of manual things that I don't necessarily want to do. All right, boys, you heard it here. You make a manual, mistake, it's on you. A lot you. of manual things that he doesn't want to do. I got it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right, can we get some buyer sale? I mean, well, <laughs> can you give me off the hot seat a little bit? Cold takes exposed are fine. <laughs> Just stay out of my married life. Yet. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, all right, trusty your aunt Pam Busty. Oh. We've got uh, Devonta Freeman put up a pretty decent line this week. Oh, interesting. He uh, he had 17 rushes for 60 yards and a touch. Also caught two balls for 27 yards. Uh, the next few weeks he's got Washington at Philly, and then Tampa in a tough one, and then at Washington again are his next four games. In a bad offense, but he looked pretty decent in this game. Um, so my question, my question to you is: Is um, Devonte Freeman a legitimate RB two going forward? Mm. Top, like fringe top twenty four, somewhere in that range. Um, Trusty or Aunt Pam Busty? Golly. Um. Let's go. I'll buy. I'll buy. I'll trust you. I'll go Aunt Pam trust you. Jeez, I don't know, man. Yeah. Let's do it. So so, so like you said, based on the guys that I read and whatnot and the stuff I look at, they... Who do you read and look at? It doesn't matter. Uh, but like, Freeman looks... He looks spry. Like, you know, he looks... you know. I like how spry is only a term used for old geezers. That's right. That's right. Um, and I think you know maybe the, maybe the offense will do a little bit better. I, I mean, they played the Cowboys. The Cowboys are terrible. Daniel Jones hasn't thrown a touchdown in like four games, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't say they were good. I didn't say they were good. Um, but like the state of run, of running back, a lot of split backfields, lots of dudes underperforming. So I, I think he's he, he could be right at the at the cusp, right? Put, put him right there at the at the David Montgomery range. Right, so so not super thrilling, but if if you have him, you're probably starting. I think. All right, that's fair enough. Um, God, what did he spend on him? Five hundred? Is that what he spent? No, no, he spent like two hundred and seventy on him, and he spent like 
220 on somebody else, right? No, that was, oh, that, that was, was Gary. Gary. You're right. You're yeah. right. He spent 500 on him, and he spent 300 on Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Boy, Mike which, Davis which, was the better play. Which turned out to be incredible. Jeez. But God. he'll turn into a pumpkin soon enough. Get out of here, Studale. Now that that might have saved his year by him going that aggressive and actually hitting on Mike Davis because that's been the best free agent pickup of the year by a mile. By a mile. Um, but he valued Devontae Freeman almost twice. Almost as much. twice as so, much. So I mean, it goes to show you. Um, what do we know? What do we know? All right, so I feel like we're being a little gracious to the commissioner with these buy sells here. Let's let's go with something that we can put back in his face next week. Mm. <clears throat> Some of these are I mean, we're, we have short memories, and by the end of the season, we're not <clears throat> we're not going to remember which ones he hit on, which ones he missed on. Let's go with one for this week, where we can next week say, hey, either you got it right or you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you know who will know if I get them right or wrong. Stint, Stu him. Stint. <laughs> so I tell you, hey Stu, since you you usually get on the pods pretty quick, uh, when you when you get this after you let us know like how Dak made you feel, like go go ahead and see if you, you can track our uh, buy sales and see what my winning percentage is on. Oh those. yeah, I, I would love to know at the end of the year what your your percentage was on. On the getting, trust get, of your busty. Yeah, let, let's see what your what your win percentage is. Yikes. It's going to be atrocious. <laughs> Definitely. Right. I'm on it then, Jose. Uh We got uh, we got the waiver wire pickup of the week that happened to be already on Ben Jones' bench. The way our entire league has worked out all year is even these guys that have ended up in free agency on and off, they always end up being on someone's roster by the time that we that, w- that they become useful. Ch- Chase Clay- oh, so okay, Chase Claypool. Let, let, me, let me interject before, before we get to the best. So, like, Jose and I are, are – Obviously, in a matchup together on Sunday, like Jesse's like, "Hey, man, I'm about to go show some houses. Like, just keep me in the loop if anything crazy happens." I'm like, "All right." And this was after like Jesse's already said, "Dang, what's Chase Claypool doing?" I'm like, "Going off on my bench." Um, so a few minutes pass or whatever, and I'm like, uh, third TD for Claypool." And then like later in the later in the game when he scores his fourth, I just hit fourth TD asterisk. Like I just <laughs> just keep auto correcting it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, great game from Claypool. Fire away. Uh, Chase Claypool versus Cleveland this week. Trusty or busty, he is putting up over eight fantasy points. Yeah, eight fantasy points. I mean, he's got to get an end zone. Um, he can get 81 yards. I don't know. Um, I, I'm uh, – golly. <laughs> Uh, this is the longest anyone's ever considered a trusty or busty. <laughs> For sure. Um, let's call it, uh, man, I don't know. He looks great. Let's call it trusty. Sure. Let's go with it. Right, wow. so immediate follow-up wow. question. Are you starting him in week six? Um, well, I've, th- I have the luxury of having three very good running backs. And so, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not in flex trouble. And I've got uh, DJ Moore, Galladay, and Calvin Ridley. So, I don't, I have the luxury of not having to start him. Yeah, but I mean, if you think he's going to put up eight points, that's probably more than DJ Moore is going to put up if he doesn't score a fifty-yard, uh, outrun the whole defense look, touchdown last week. So look, you can't talk me off more, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a DJ Moore. Trick. That's right. You're not going to put your money where your mouth is. That's what I figured. Um, all right, last one. Let's go with one for Josie's team. I'm going to ask you a, a trusty or busty since you want the commission on the hot seat. Uh, week six, uh, Jose. You got Alexander Madison filling in for for Dalvin Cook. 
Mm. You, you, you were wise and you handcuffed. He's got a cush matchup against Atlanta. Brett almost got him from me. He's projected at 13.5 points. He put up 13.6 in mop-up duty last week without finding the end zone. Trusty or busty, Alexander Madison puts up over 13.5 points hmm. this week. I'm, I'm going to go trusty on that. Just looking at... The way These they, are a bunch of homers, guys. I'm so sorry for my pod mates. Like, the, I, the way they're, they're running their offense right now, I mean, they are just running the ball. Even when they were up... The game script does not call for running the ball, and they're still running the ball. And so, I think with with Cook out, I think he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of carries, and I think he'll I think he'll put up thirteen. I, or I'll I'll take the over of that. Take over thirteen. Yeah, Mike Zimmer would run the ball when he if he was down twenty in the fourth quarter. Like, well, I watched Anthony Lynn run the ball to start a forty five <laughs> second drive last night against the Saints. So I mean, this is definitely possible. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, in in the game last night, the the game script changed back and forth, and so it would be a run script, and they'd run it, and then it'd be a, a pass script, and they'd still run it. And so, regardless of the game script, I think they're gonna they're gonna run it, and they run their running backs into the ground. That's and clear. So play That's after play, they're they are not worried about the longevity of their running backs, and so I I think he gets it. I need him to get it. <laughs> That's fair enough. All right, I, you guys are off the hot seat on Trusty Busty. No one wants to hear you guys talk about your teams anymore. That's fair. I don't even want to talk about my own team. Uh, all right, boys, I think that's going to do it for you. We're keep it short for you this week. Um, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, remember that by the time you hear this, waivers will still probably process tomorrow. That's going to be Thursday, not Wednesday. So send a text to you guys about it. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to uh, give me a shout. Um, I think that's going to do it. No Thursday night football this week. No J-ball trade deadline. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess technically we still have the J-ball trade deadline. It just, <laughs> just not for <laughs> half the league didn't even know what that was. <laughs> All right, boys. I, th- I think we're out. We'll see you on the gridiron. Peace.